Welcome to the Outrage Science Bites podcast, a companion podcast to the Outrage Overload podcast. I'm starting this podcast to coincide with something called N.A. Pod Pomo. <laughs> that crazy name or that crazy hashtag is stands for the National Podcast Post Month. And what that is, is it's a challenge to post a podcast episode every day the month of November. 30 episodes, one episode a day. So that's what I'm going to do with this little Outrage Science Bites podcast. So what we'll do is, well, these will be short episodes, and primarily unedited, primarily unscripted. I'll just go by some notes, and these might have different types of little mini topics. Um, some of them will be about scientific phenomena we've discussed on the show, may even have little short guests. I don't know, but it's going to be one episode every day, so that's going to limit a little bit how much you can put into an episode. So I, I, And I didn't find out about this challenge until literally the day before November 1st, so I didn't get three months to prepare for it and back up a bunch of episodes. So I'm going to record all these episodes in the month of November. So I guess this first episode, what I'll talk about is, well, you know, before I even get started with that. So this has got, we're going to have, there's another uh, section on Substack, and it'll have its own Substack link. So if you want to find that, you can find that at outrageoverload.net and scroll down and you'll see a discussion about this November challenge. And you can find there a way to get into the Substack section. And so these podcast episodes will not be part of the main feed. You won't pick these up in the Outrage Overload show. And also, they won't be sent out as part of the newsletter unless, you know, every once in a while I want to make some kind of a reference to it. So you can, But you can subscribe to this separate uh, Substack section separately. So this way, if you don't want an email every day for a new episode of this show, you won't, don't have to get that. And don't have to be flooded with that. And your phone won't be flooded with that. But this will also have um, a feed that you could subscribe to in your podcast player, Apple, Spotify, or whatever. And you can listen to it that way, again, separately from the Outrage Overload podcast, because it'll be one episode every day, at least for the first 30 days. What I do after November 30 with this um, show, I don't know for sure, but it, it probably will have more sporadic posts or episodes and not an episode every single day. So the easiest way to find this is to go to outrageoverload.net and then scroll down and you'll see um, a, a little box talking about the November challenge and you can get subscribed to this separate and a separate email list um, and also uh, separately in your feed or you can just listen to the episodes on the web over at Substack through following that link. All right, with that set aside, I'm, I think today I'm going to start with a couple simple topics. So I talked about how we this show might talk about things like uh, different phenomenon that we have talked about on the show, different sort of scientific uh, phenomenon and applying, r- relating to outrage, outrage media, outrage porn, and all that. And so today I think I'll just talk about a couple quick ones and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But one, you know, a name that you hear probably have heard a lot and you may feel like you pretty much already know what this is all about. But we, we, we hear a lot about confirmation bias and I, a thing called confirmation bias. And what happened, you know, and, and one, one thing about confirmation bias is that term can be overused or even sometimes you might say misused uh, to sort of specify sort of a broad 
area. Uh, and often when people use that term sort of unofficially, they might actually be referring to something a little bit more detailed. And you can decide whether that's sort of accurate or not, because you can maybe say a lot of these other things still fit within this larger framework of confirmation bias. And I want to talk about that a little bit. And then I want to talk about a little bit about just kind of refresher on the scientific method, just a little bit. I know a lot of my audience is kind of familiar with that, but I often get people talking about things that make me sort of cringe a little bit around science and scientific method. So starting with confirmation bias, this is sort of what it says is, is that what you're trying to do here is it, it, when we're uh, practicing confirmation bias, you know, we have an idea in our head where we have this or have this sort of hypothesis. We believe this thing. And so we go searching out for the things that help uh, kind of confirm that belief. Um, and we'll kind of ignore the things that seem like they don't confirm it. And we'll, we'll justify that in our heads with like, oh, well, that's from a bad source or whatever. And, and I think people do that regardless of how scientifically literate they are. But I think you know, it, it requires some discipline to overcome those tendencies because it's quite natural to, to want to do that. You have this idea, you kind of want to believe it, your brain has told you it's a good idea and all the reasons you should believe it. So, of course, you're going to really enjoy when you find, you know, support out there for that belief. You know, and, and you know, sometimes that's great, but you should also be looking for that disconfirming evidence. And again, you will check those sources and decide, you know, what what you think about those sources. And sometimes that's valid to reject a source. But, you know, if you've got quality research sort of saying that there's maybe some people that dispute that claim, then you need to factor that into how firmly you're going to stay attached to, to that idea. And that can be a pretty uncomfortable thing to do. So I won't spend a lot more time on that. We, we may come back to this topic. We do. It comes up a lot in different episodes. And, and at some of these uh, little shorts, I might do some references to specific episodes. I think I'll skip that in this one. And I may even have time to edit in some clips. But again, doing an episode every single day is not a lot of time to go hunt down and edit clips into a short show. The other brief thing I want to talk about is, you know, some fundamentals of sort of the scientific method in science. And I see this a lot that people sort of say things like, you know, I, I really believe in these spiritual practices, whatever that might be. And, you know, and I, and I, I bet there's science that will confirm, you know, or will support this. So I'm going to go out there and look for science that I bet confirms this, that I bet, you know, agrees with the um, this idea, the spiritual idea that I have or that I've learned or that I believe. And, you know, this is sort of a version of confirmation bias as well, right, when, when you're doing that. And what I want to point out about, you know, when it's actual, something that's actually scientific, um, one of the attributes of it is it has to be falsifiable, right? So it has, to, you have to be able to invent tests that could prove this idea, this hypothesis incorrect or false. And if you can't do that, then you don't have science. Um, and if you're not trying to do that, then you're also not doing science. But, you know, for, for some of these claims that there isn't a test that could falsify it, then it's not really a scientific thing. So, you know, I, I think that's one of the, you know, obviously that's not all of the scientific method. And we might talk more about that in some other of these little snippets. But I wanted to kind of get that one out there, that that's a fundamental idea to think about. And it kind of applies to the confirmation bias as well. But, but the, if you have, if something is to become sort of a scientific hypothesis and, and become and build up on evidence, then it must be falsifiable. So it must pass a lot of tests that could have falsified it. And as it, 
you know, passes more of those tests, it might move from a, a hypothesis to a theory, which just means it's been through a lot of tests. And we, you know, more or less consider it as seems like a theory that fits pretty well with, with reality. It doesn't, you know, we really don't use the term, or you won't find scientists using the term, term sort of proven, because it's just not exactly how science works, right? It's just supported by a larger body of evidence. Um, and that's really the the base that's the closest thing to a sort of a proven thing in science and there you know and there still could be falsifiable things maybe that only falsify part of this theory or this hypothesis and then you maybe can adjust and say okay well, I've learned something and I'm going to change this this hypothesis or this theory in this way or this at this one hypothesis about the theory has to be changed because it was proven in tests that that didn't work so I think that, that's one of the things I wanted to kind of just mention about science and scientific method is if, if your thing can't be, if you can't come up with a test that could falsify the idea, then it's not really science. So just keep that in mind and keep that in mind when you're thinking about what people, other other claims folks are making. Well, I think I'll wrap this one up now. It's already quite a bit longer than I originally planned, but these will generally be short bites. I really don't know the maximum length or the minimum length that they'll be, but they'll be shorter, obviously way shorter than our normal episode. So Thanks for listening and look for another episode tomorrow. This is episode one, day one. I wanted to introduce the challenge as well as, you know, introduce sort of a couple of these scientific phenomena or that we've discussed on the show. So that's, that's episode one, day one. Look for another one of these little snippets, these Outrage Science Bites tomorrow. And don't forget to listen to the Outrage Overload podcast at outrageoverload.net or on your favorite player.